Welcome back to Star Realms Minicast. This is Paul Solomon here. And uh, as always, I am loving the realms, playing the realms, grinding a little bit, having a great time. I want to tell you about a new tournament format that just started out of the Rogue Realms Splinter Group. And this thing is it's called Rogue Realms Retribution, and it's it's got a wild kind of a format. It's not really that weird, but you'll understand what I'm talking about here in a second. It's I think there's 30... Six players in this tournament this time. This is my first time playing it, but it's been going on a, a little a little while. And uh, there were twelve captains selected. I am one of the captains. And then of the remaining twenty-four players, there was a draft that went on. Basically, all the captains just submitted their preferences, and then in draft order, they were sort of plucked off their list. So, in other words, we ended up with teams of three with a captain. And then each round, I don't know how, how long a round is, a week, less, um, probably less. Each round, two teams are matched against each other and essentially play a round-robin match. So all three players on my team play all three players on the other team, nine games total. Uh, you get a point for every game your team wins, and you get three points for winning the round. So I think we won our, our, our uh, match 7-2, so we got... 10 standings points for that against two for our opponent. Whereas if it was 5-4, it would go 8-4. Um, and then basically every team plays every other team once. And so you have a team format going on where you're getting standings points and winning that way. Then there's also, in effect, one gigantic round robin where everyone plays everyone else except their own team, I suppose. And so... Uh, that's a secondary tournament occurring at the same time. It's just the, basically the largest round robin you can think of. Um, <clears throat> and it will take a while, I'm sure. And then finally, there's some competition among the captains, which I don't fully understand. It seems like maybe you're just, because you're a captain, you're in this like separate category. Or maybe the captains are supposed to be good or something. I don't really know who's captain or what. I just posted, hey, I'll be a captain. And they were like, sure. Um, anyway, the Rogue Realms is pretty fun, and it's cool to root, on, root, root for your teammates, and it's fun to like try to win against the other team because it's three is such a good number. There's three on that team, so if I win two of them, then I won against that team myself. That's cool. It's like a little, a little like, you know, three game series in baseball maybe. And then if two of my teammates, you know, if two of my team, including me maybe, beat that team, then we're gonna win. Uh, not true. But it's something like that. <clears throat> it's pretty close. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I will keep you posted as these things develop. Um, stay tuned for more. We've got the question of the day coming up next. Question of the daytime. And today we are pondering multiplayer formats for Star Realms. Uh, this would be any style of play for Star Realms that involves more than two players. Three, four, five, six, eight. I don't know. What can you do? A um, little bit of history here. This, is, this was not exactly in the original vanilla set. Um, vanilla set was designed for two, though in the game, in the box, little tuck box, it included multiplayer rules, a handful of different modes that we'll go over later. Um, but it basically said, hey, you want to play four players? You're going to need another set of the box. Uh, so go ahead and get that. Um, I think Colony Wars may say the same thing. You need two sets, or you can use Vanilla Plus Colony Wars to play with four players. Um, but I do know 
that Frontiers comes with enough starting decks to have four players. So is it intended to be a four-player option? Or why are they giving you all these starting decks? I don't 100% know. Uh, do they do the same in Colony Wars? Maybe somebody can refresh uh, my memory here. I don't remember that. Um, anyway, let's discuss some of the some of the modes that are out there. Uh, they have different names. Hydra, Raid, um, whatever the one is where you're chasing the people on the left. Maybe that's Raid. There's also Emperor, I think it's called, uh, which is a big six-player format. There's, of course, free-for-alls. Um, my students and I played a ton of team formats. I'll get into some of these later on in the day. But for now, I want to hear from you. Call into the show. Tell us uh, your history playing multiplayer. Any good formats out there that you like? Do you do it much? And uh, we'll get back to it. I'll see you later. Okay, well, on the subject of multiplayer Star Realms, let me tell you what I know and what comes in this standard deck in those standard multiplayer rules. First of all, there's a number of modes. One is free-for-all. Everybody plays, takes turns, kills whoever they want, and last one standing wins. Not a great mode because, of course, you're always, assuming balanced in that everyone attacks the higher players or the players that seem to be winning, but then it ends up being random who gets the last finishing, you know, damage at the end of the game. Everyone will stay at about the same authority all the time. Uh, number two would be um, what do you call this? I believe it's called Hunter. This is the one I've had the most success with, probably. Um, three players. I've never played it four, maybe. And this is basically players take turns, but they can only attack the player and bases on their left or the bases to their right, because, of course, those could be attacking them. So um, that's kind of how it works. You're hunting the person on the left, and as they are eliminated, you can attack the other person. It makes for some interesting stuff, but still there's some table talk about, like, no, don't attack me, attack their bases, because, you know, they're... I don't know what. You know what I mean? Something like that. Don't attack my base, attack their base, because it's hitting me. It's just sort of not that fun, honestly. Um, let's see. There's a couple of other ones. The raid I've heard about... Um, Emil Geiger told me about this one, thanks to him for the suggestion of the topic. Hopefully he'll call in and let us know how this went. The raid is essentially a boss battle, one player versus several others. And the boss, the boss, the, I think it's called the boss, gets um, an additional hand size and additional starting authority based on the number of players you're, you're opposing. So, for example, if it's like one against two, I think they get six cards, maybe seven cards and 70 authority or something. And then play as usual, uh, except that sort of the two players take their turns at once. They have their own... Um, in-play areas and decks and discards. They have their own trade pools, their own combat pools, but they can combine to do damage to bases and stuff. Um, but every time I've done something like this, I uh, haven't found it very balanced. Um, the boss is destroyed, or vice versa. It just never feels close. I, I don't know. I can't remember the details. My students and I wanted to try this a bunch, and so they, they varied the... Um, authority counts and tried to rebalance it and make it work and it never really clicked for us the uh, one that we've liked the most honestly we've only done it once this was actually a six player game we used a gigantic trade deck of everything and um, it's called emperor you have one emperor on each side that sits in the middle of their teammates the teammates are called admirals I believe and the emperor has 
60 authority and the admirals have 40 authority. Um, one team wins when they can kill the other admiral, period. The admirals may only attack each other, and after the opposing admiral is dead, then they may attack the emperor, or maybe the other admiral, I'm not sure. The emperors can attack whoever they want, so they might go after killing each other, they might kill bases nearby on admiral, admirals, they might go for admirals to loosen them up, free their own admirals to help kill the opposing emperor, etc. Interesting choices, but the one mechanism that I thought was the most interesting here was that on a turn you could pay one trade to take a card from your discard to the discard of a neighbor. And so you could deck sculpt this way. You could the, ad, the admirals could essentially be meat shields and buy good cards and then feed them to the emperor. And so once they're dead, the emperor has good cards. And they can essentially scrap cards by paying trade to move scouts over to the other decks or whatever. And that, that was actually pretty engaging. Um, you could probably play at four players with just one admiral on each team and one emperor on each team. Part of the problem is that the emperors can just go at each other and end the game. So, I don't know. It's it's still very fun. I recommend that people try out this emperor. Um, let's see. There's also Hydra. I can't even remember what that is right now. I'll have to look it up. Um, I'll come back for more. Hopefully we'll get some write-ins and some call-ins. I'll tell you how this compares to multiplayer on the uh, Hero Realm side a little bit later. Stay tuned for more. First off, um, Hydra is another one of these official formats. The two-headed Hydra is basically a team format where um, each team is two players, and they take their turns at the same time, and they have their own combat and uh, trade pools, but they can add them together to buy cards. But they do have their own separate decks and discard piles and draw decks and hands and stuff and their own play areas, except... Um, so, like, they don't, they don't uh, ally combo with each other. They have their own hands, I believe. But outposts for either one protect them, and they have a shared authority. So it's... We've tried variations on that. It was kind of fun as well, and I guess you could do three-headed Hydra, where it's three per team. But if you have six players, definitely try Emperor. I think that was really interesting. Okay, anyway... Um, I'll tell you who gets this very right, the multiplayer formats, is Hero Realms. Um, first of all, the Ruin of Thandar campaign is a cooperative campaign mode that's really compelling and awesome. Um, but the boss decks give you a really, really fantastic one versus many um, scenario. They're very similar to the raid um, that I described earlier on in the minicast which is basically a one versus two or one versus three. The boss player gets a larger hand size depending on the number of players. Potentially, um, they may get greater authority depending on the number of players. It's pretty similar. And in fact, when a player is eliminated from the game, they get to put cards into their um, partner's discard pile. That is similar to what goes on in the boss. So it's a pretty similar format. Um, the balance, I think, has been attended to much better. Um, those are fun. And they basically, it's not just two players playing and someone's got a little more authority to make it even. The bosses have their own characteristics and their own starting decks that are different. And it's just way more thematic and fun and exciting. Uh, so those are great. Um, what we're going to get on the Star Realm sides are these command decks. And as I mentioned in my preview episodes, 
uh, the command decks can be played against each other, but they can also be played against um, two standard opponents. This is apparently what Rob Doherty has said at Gamma, that uh, Divine Admiral Lee, for example, can play two regular Star Realm deck opponents, and that is supposed to be balanced. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we haven't played these things yet, so we don't really know, but that is coming. One other multiplayer mode that um, I actually don't think I've ever explored, I might have played it once on the tabletop, is um, the cooperative challenge cards. These came out in the Gambits expansion, I believe. We have the Nemesis Beast and the Pirates of the Dark Star. Um, those are they, they're solo cards, and then there are co-op cards. So you can play with multiplayer and all attack that. And it's a simple AI where you flip a card from the trade deck and it triggers a power and it might level up its attack if it's playing Nemesis Beast or doing different things. Um, I haven't tried those co-op. I've played the solo modes a bunch. They're pretty okay. I think uh, Taiba Skilled Lord is still the best solo um, card, solo challenge. But maybe those are good. If you've had experience, call in let me know. Um, and there's a bunch more you can find on BGG. I don't think it's official content, but a lot of those, I guess maybe they're more solo. Not sure if there's as many of uh, those co-op challenges, but I know that a bunch more are coming in the Frontiers pack. This was part of the, uh, the stretch goals on Kickstarter. We got, I think, eight different solo and co-op challenge cards, and these should be pretty awesome. I don't know. We'll see. Remains to be seen. Anything you've got to add? Call in. Leave a message on Facebook. Let me know. Hope to hear from you. Okay, we got a couple of very good write-ins here uh, from Critical Days and Darklighter. First of all, Critical Days says, When we played multiplayer, we always go for damage to everyone. It makes the game roll a bit quicker. Uh, which I don't even think I'd ever even thought of. If you're playing with three people, when I do ten damage, I just hit both players. And I guess I target all of their bases if I can, or I can choose how I assign it to each player. Um... Yeah, I assume that that's what that is. Uh, and then you probably start with like 100 authority in that case. You take 50 times the number of opponents because um, you're going to get hit by both of them before your next turn. That is smart, and I will definitely be playing that starting next week. Um, Darklighter <clears throat> says uh, his favorite multiplayer format is to do something that he, talk, he took from Cthulhu Realms. Which ties into our discussion the other day. Instead of a five-card trade row, you put a three-card trade row between each player. So each player has a three-card trade row on either side of them and can only buy from those six cards. Sometimes they play where you do Hunter and you damage the people on the left or the bases on your right, and other times they do the damage that Critical Day has described where you damage both players and start with 100 instead of 50. Um, I have also played with that little, like, um, in between player trade row, and it's pretty interesting. I think I've heard it called, but now I can't remember. Um, it's it's fun, and it it sort of changes things in an interesting way. Not not big, but it's just cool. You get six cards to buy from instead of three. Um, yeah, I, those are definitely worth trying. And maybe next week when I'm back at the table, I will report back. Uh, thanks for the write-ins. Much appreciated.
Grand here with a quick word of excitement about uh, the idea of the Admiral, the Admiral version play, the Emperor. There we go. Um, two two ways that I've actually overcome the whole emperors can just kill each other thing is to require that one admiral needs to be um, eliminated before the um, emperor can be attacked beyond, of course, bases. Always can kill bases because you have to have a way to get rid of base or else that's too powerful. Once you said you didn't want to, that would add its own element to the game. Um, but another another idea that I would add in is make it to where it costs more than one for more expensive cards to be transferred. You wouldn't want to be transferring eight cost cards. Just maybe maybe make them cost two if it's more than five or something. Um, but that's a game realm that I'm super excited to play a lot more of, especially as the new box set comes out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited for that. I'm actually really, really excited to try it the way you guys had, where you can manipulate and sculpt each other's decks. Way strong ideas. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Star Realms Minicast. Uh, big thanks to Dark Lighter and Critical Days for the write-in, and thank you to Emil Geiger for the uh, suggestion here on the topic. I appreciate it. And stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to have Alex uh, Hines, Vori Zori, on the program for real-time game and strategy discussion. Hope you'll tune in then. I'll see you next time, and until then, I'll see you on the realms.